Hey guys. I'm Lauren. I'm Bree. And welcome to Imaginary Library. Oh, it is early Good morning. Good morning, Vietnam. Oh. <laughs> I've, I've never seen that movie, but I've just heard that quote over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. R.A.P. Robin Williams. So... Who are we, Well, <laughs> let me tell you. Who are I you? I am Brianna, but you can call me Brie. I am 26. I love books. I work at Barnes & Noble. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what else do I say? <laughs> I am Lauren. I am almost 26. <laughs> I'm a longtime nerd, aspiring writer. Um, I have a, uh, bachelor's degree in English and certificate in creative writing, um, that I do not use. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Um, yeah, uh, I currently have a job that has nothing to do with books, <laughs> so, and it may be a contributing reason to why we're making this podcast, yeah? Oh, 100%. I do not get to read as much as I used to, so this gives me a... Very veritable I words are hard this morning. It gives me a good excuse to be able to read yeah. more. Yeah, we both are making this podcast because we love one, we love books. Two, you and I read exceptionally fast. Absolutely yes. like balls off the walls. Give us five hours, give or take less or more, and we can digest a book within that. Like, I've yet... Before Lauren, everyone looked at me like I was, like, fucking Quasimodo, dude. I was, I would be, like, <laughs> going through a book, and, like, my husband, I would be, like, going through a book, he would buy me a book, and, like, a few hours later, I'll be mm. like, hey, thanks for the book, I enjoyed it. He's like, are, already? Are you fucking serious? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I fucking love books, dude. And, like, my favorite mm. one day, when I was, the weekend I was reading Shadow and Bone, mm-hmm. um... I read all three books. I read two books that Saturday and then finished the last book on Sunday. And so mm-hmm. I was reading the first book in the living room and he left to go to Home Depot and then he came back and then I was already on the second book. He's like, what the fuck? I'm like, I, I don't know how, how it happened. You took too long at Home Depot. I don't know. I, I feel like my biggest like fast reading flex was uh, there was just one summer in, I want to say high school no late middle school where i just had a full day all to myself and a 973 page book that i wanted to read and i started at 8 a.m and i was done by five oh my god what was the a 900 page book what was that yeah um it was the third book in the Gemma doyle trilogy it's called the sweet far thing um yeah brick (laughs) of a book (laughs) <laughs> I was done <laughs> before five o'clock, so yeah, and I, w- I was the same. Like I, I scared one kid in middle school that I sat next to in drama class because I would come in every day with a different book, and he was like, "Are you actually reading all of those?" I was like, "Yes." Nah, I'm <laughs> yes, doing I it am. for the Instagram post. Wait, middle school they didn't have that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they did not. <laughs> we barely. Oh had yeah. <laughs> Dang, my MySpace was popping. I, it was fun. Yeah. So, I don't have anything, but do you have any book news, Lauren? That's our... I do have book news. That's our news. next little segment. Let's, segment? Let's, let's waste some breath on James oh, Patterson. Why? I don't want to. Um, you know him, you hate him. He ghost, he has ghost writers out the wazoo and takes credit for it all. Continuing um, to weed out our target audience. Indeed. So, sorry if you're a James Patterson fan, but We are here for James Patterson slander. Because James Patterson recently, uh, he he did an interview, which I just, I just realized this in this article. He, um, he's doing this interview because he had recently co-authored a book with Dolly Parton. What? Oh, I know that book. Dolly, no. I know that book. I had to sell it off the yeah. fucking wazoo. It was so annoying. Oh, All the man. fucking 40, 50-year-old uh. men coming in like, where's the new James Patterson book? I'm like, dude, he has a whole fucking section. No. 
like three yeah, bays, no. dude. He said in an interview that it has become increasingly difficult for white male writers to obtain jobs in film or publishing. And he called it another form of racism. I... Is he fucking serious? Yeah. The uh, exact quote, Can you get a job? Yes. Is it harder? Yes. It's even harder for older writers. You don't meet many 52-year-old white males. Huh? James? James. What the fuck, dude? James. He, he then backtracked it in a Facebook post where he said, I absolutely do not believe that racism is practiced against white writers, even though he literally said that exact uh. thing. And he said, please note that I strongly support a diversity of voices being heard in literature, in Hollywood, well, everywhere. He has to, all his fucking ghost writers, dude. He has them all up the wazoo. Mm -hmm. He has to say that or else they're all going to fucking unionize. I, I always have to do fucking face outs. First of all, try to face out any of his books, because you can't see the fucking title. So I'm helping an old man, like, oh, hey, where's where's the watch or whatever? And I'm looking, and I'm reading the fucking title of the book in small print, and then James Patterson. I'm like, dude, what? What? And he's, like, complaining about, like, oh, it's hard to find writers. It's hard for people to find writers. Does he have his own firm? Like, how is he pumping out books so much? He has... He's not. He doesn't he write them. Have he just puts his he name on them. He has to have, like, at least 30, 50-something-year-old white men writing the same type of shit. He's employing yep. them to write his books. Yeah, no. But you make a good point about uh, James Patterson's name being the biggest thing on all of his books. Well, it's about to get a lot harder because he recently published his autobiography entitled James Patterson. By James How is Patterson. He fit his name on the fucking uh, spine twice is my fucking question. I... We'll see. <laughs> I I don't How know, but he'll How do pretentious it. Pretentious of a man. Is that the right phrasing, yeah. Lauren? Okay. I think so. But yeah, it does have in tiny print the stories oh, of my God. life. Something to break it up. The, it's pre. Predominantly James Patterson by James Patterson. So himself. <laughs> anyway, I think that's enough breath wasted on yeah, James I'm Patterson. Good. We can move on. I'm good. No Continuing more. to weed out uh, our target audience. If you like James Patterson, this is probably not the podcast for you. I'll be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah. For our main topic today uh i thought since it's our first episode we're dipping our toes in i thought we would do a 20 question book tag that i found on readingladies.com thanks ladies thank you ladies um so yeah so some of the some pressing and less pressing books <laughs> book mm -hmm. questions so just thought we'd go through and give our opinions and weed out some oh, more yeah. viewers <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to alienate anyone, but, you know. We're just trying it, to it find happened. our target audience. <laughs> yeah, everyone has different opinions, and we certainly have yes. opinions. So let's start. Mm -hmm. Number one. How many books are too many books in a series? And have you read a series over yes ten? Yes and yes. Um, For how many books are too many in a series, it would depend on the series and how it's written. Like, if we're going, like, for We Hate Her... But Harry Potter, the way she broke it up, like, mm -hmm. oh, this is freshman year, sophomore year, or however the fuck she did it. That, you know, like, we can do it that way. Like, that's that's okay if it's like that, structured like that. Yeah. Um, I have read a series over ten, uh, Vampire Academy, the one that started it all for me. Uh, seven books in mm -hmm. the first series, and then, like, the spinoff, but same in the same universe, was five, so it was twelve books overall. Yeah. Um... I would, I would, I do think there is a, a cap for how many books are too many in a series. I mean, there's, like, some series that are, like, more, like, serial, like, there's a lot of them for kids. I know, like, the one I think of the most is Babysitter's oh, Club from back in the Dude, day. fucking, but, um, how many fucking Magic Tree House books do you think there are? Oh, oh so many. Oh, my God. I have to, there's so fucking many, dude. What the Oh, Animorphs. Oh, God. Judy Bloom. <laughs> Never read them, but... Oh, man. <laughs> We're falling down holes, dude. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but 
but yeah, I mean, those those are okay because they're like they're for kids mm-hmm. and stuff. But like, if we talk about if we're getting into like young adult and mm-hmm. adult, I think there should be a cap because <laughs> you're gonna lose my interest at some point. Um, but I have read a series over ten books, kind of, um, and that would be um, well, like like I said, not counting Baby Surgeon Club because I had like eighteen of those suckers. <laughs> But, uh, the Shadowhunters series by Cassandra Clare. There's a lot. Because she's got the Mortal Instruments series, which is six books. Then there's the Infernal Devices, which is three books. There's the Dark Artifices, with just three books. She's got another recent series that I haven't read because she lost my <laughs> attention. Um, that I think is three books also. And then she's got a whole bunch of, like, side books. There's, like, The Bane Chronicles. There's a couple more books about Magnus Bane. There's, like, um, Ghosts of the Shadow Market and um, Shadowhunter Academy. There's Jesus. several. And it's just, like, we're we're getting on 20 books there, buddy. And uh, I, just, I just can't do it. Me staring at Zodiac <laughs> Academy sitting on my shelf waiting to be read. I know they're, like, split up into separate series and all, like, the same universe, but the problem is, like, there are several of them where you have to read the others for the current book to make uh, sense. So, at that point, it's less, like, separate series in the same universe and more, like, might as well be. one long series broke up into, like, different sections. Yeah, might sections. as well be anyway. one series. Yeah. So, that's, <laughs> that's, that's been my burden. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, how do you feel about Cliffhanger? It depends on how it's done. Like, if the mm-hmm. author gets tired of writing the series and they're like, you know what, I'm good. I would hope that they would at least do a cliffhanger where it like gives the illusion of like, oh, what happens next? But not make me want to tear my hair out and be like, what happens next? Yeah, um, I'm in general mm-hmm. not a fan because I have anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I don't want to be worrying about what happened in this book. Like, the only time I'm okay with cliffhangers is if I'm reading the series after yeah, it's finished, bo- and I can immediately pick up the, the next book. If the book is not right next to me, panic attack. Because, <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, I just, I can't mm-hmm. do it. It's too stressful. I'm not a fan. I would just love if you could wrap everything up, and then, like, in the beginning of the next book, have everything go to hell. <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I'm not a fan. <laughs> Number three, hardback or paperback? It depends. Hardback's pretty, paperback's cheap. Less mm-hmm. expensive, yes. save you money. Yes, indeed. I, I love the look of hardbacks. They're gorgeous. I love, I love, like, the leather-bound, like, classics mm-hmm. editions that Barnes & Noble has. I have several uh, of them. Dracula's yeah, my favorite. Yeah, it's so pretty! It's so pretty. But expansive. Paperback mm-hmm. is cheap. And paperback is not as and heavy. paperback <laughs> fits on the shelf. Mm-hmm. It fits in my purse, and I can carry it around without giving myself a backache. Or hand cramps. <laughs> or mm-hmm. hand cramps. Yes. Nothing worse than a hand so, cramp like while you're reading, especially like in bed, where you're like, oh, right, I'm on my back, so you're holding up against your face, and then to the yeah, side, no. other side, and then on your elbows, like... The creative ways you have to get mm-hmm. around that, like, mm, yeah. So, I love the look of hardback, but practicality, I prefer paperback. I also prefer if, like, a series, like, alright, if I'm reading one series, they all have to be either paperback... Or they all have to be hardback, which is frustrating because, like, you know, I think you mentioned before, like, having, like, a paperback and then, like, you're starting the series and then, like, you have to wait for the hardback. So now, like, your spines look different. Yes. So fucking frustrating. Oh, my gosh, I'm yes. staring at my Red Queen series because, for whatever reason, the first book in the Red Queen series, hardcover, for whatever reason, and the rest are all paperback. <laughs> I'm like, this looks no, so bad that's it's so backwards too because like i'm used to i've, I've got several series almost <laughs> almost all of my series honestly where like the first um first several or few or whatever are paperback but i started the series before the last book or books came out so 
the the last ones in it are hardback because I needed to buy them when they came out because people leave cliffhangers. <laughs> and as we said, I don't like it, so I have to read it immediately. So, yeah, so I'm used to like starting out paperback and ending hardback. Other it way around. To look at. I'll be oh honest. man, I'll be honest. I don't. Mm, no. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, number four is is a compound and a toughie. What is your favorite book, series, and genre? You want to go first? I'll go first. Um, it's hard for me to pick a favorite book, because I love books. And there's a whole lot of different genres, and it's hard to compare things against each other. But the one I usually end up going to is The Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern, which it's just a gorgeous book. Just beautiful. I mean, the the cover it's even is just beautiful. I just, and she has very um, imagistic writing where it's, it's like reading a painting. It's, it's very descriptive and flowy and beautiful. And um, that's my shit. <laughs> also, it's, it's like a circus that appears out of nowhere with magicians and uh, whimsical. It's, it's beautiful. It's whimsical. It's beautiful. I love that book. Um, for series, uh, Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Mass, Maz, I really need to look <laughs> up a pronunciation. Google Translate. Because I'm, we're going to be talking about her a whole mm-hmm. lot more, Absolutely. I'm sure. Because the, the new book, the, the new book's coming out. For, oh, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hyperventilation break. Yeah, no, she's, she's dominating the, uh. The new adult fantasy space oh, man, right the now. Day for that sure. The fucking cast comes out for Court of Thorns and Roses on Hulu. Oh, oh fuck, they, dude. If they make it, that announcement came out a That's while ago, true. but fingers oh, crossed. Oh, man, fingers no. Crossed. Okay, I'll, I'll talk about the one that I'm thinking about later. Because, okay. Okay. It, it'll happen in yeah. a second. Continue. Okay. But yeah, Throne of Glass. I. I that series just sticks with me so bad. I love that series to death. I've it's eight books and I've already reread it like three times, um, and I only first read it like a year and a half ago, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, I that that series that really hit close to home for me, and it's very near and dear to my heart. Um, for genre, high fantasy. Um, <laughs> I read. I read Lord of the Rings when I was 12, and ever Amen, since then, brother. It's, mm-hmm, it's been my shit. What about you? Right. By the time this podcast gets to, like, episode four or five, y'all are gonna get so fucking tired of me talking about Vampire Academy, but it was, like, my gateway drug to books, because I read, I read books, you know? Like, <laughs> yep. I, I grew up, like, starting fourth, fifth grade, like, reading, like, as soon as I got to chapter books, it opened a whole new world and like different mm-hmm. stories I could dive into. Um, like Percy Jackson, Harry Potter, et cetera, et cetera. But my favorite book, um, I think has to be a tie between either Shadow Kissed or Blood Promise from the Vampire Academy series. Just cause like it was very well done and like you can feel the emotion Rose goes through. And like she's she reminds me a lot of uh Bryce. Uh, from the Crescent oh, City yeah. series, where she's, like, a total badass, mm-hmm. haughty, like, people take her uh, looks as, like, oh, well, she's stupid. But, like, she's, yeah. like, definitely the type, like, you can be pretty and smart. And, like, just trying mm-hmm. to break that stigma is something I mm-hmm. really, really enjoy. Um, so that's my favorite book and favorite series. Um and my favorite genre is also high fantasy, but I love, love, love a good mystery thriller because I like being able to figure it out. See if I can figure it out before the main character does. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I love yeah. the guessing game. I'm like, nah, nah, it's it's that motherfucker. And then I turn, I'm like, it's the dad? Like, it's, I love it so <laughs> much. Um, what I was going to say about, like, the announcement casting, because Vampire Academy... I have the tattoo of the Strigoi symbol on the back of my neck, mm-hmm. and I've met yep. Rochelle Mead, and she's a delight, and I, yeah, near and dear to my heart. That was my whole, like, sixth grade middle school, like, I love it. They mm-hmm. announced the series, like, I think it's going to Netflix or Hulu, they announced 
the Vampire Academy like series, like a TV series. Yeah, I and saw they announced that. I saw the cast. And like I'm, I'm excited for certain castings, but I'm like, dude, Dimitri's supposed to be Romanian because the whole fucking fourth book, <laughs> fourth or fifth book, she goes to fucking Romania. He needs the fucking accent. I actually liked the movie, mm. even though like it was advertised as like a fucking chick flick and stuff. I don't know what happened with advertising there. It was okay. Twilight, Twilight happened. happened. You're so right. Fuck, dude. But yeah, no, I actually enjoyed movie i really really did it just got bad advertisement i have seen the movie yeah did you like it <laughs> uh yeah i remember enjoying it um i don't remember like that was how i met cameron monaghan see yeah now this one's gonna get a little contentious i'm sure number five least favorite book series and genre you can start i already know okay i already know this is we yeah. about to weed well, out our target audience yeah, I'm so sorry. Um, so, uh, it's it's hard for me to pick a least favorite book because there are plenty of books that I've read and DNF'd and not a fan of. Um, but um, this one just sticks with me years later, and partially I think I'm so mad at it because I bought it before oh. I read it. So I'm still stuck with it in a box somewhere because I haven't like donated it or anything yet. Um, really need to get around to that. But it's uh, me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Huh? Um, yeah, it's, uh, thankfully not as well known, I don't think, but it came out, um, in the height of the bizarre, uh, mid-2010s <laughs> terminal illness oh romance phase. Oh my god. John Green, <laughs> what have you done? Uh, this one, I, I bought the book because I saw that there is a, uh, a film adaptation of it coming to Sundance and I was like I was in my indie film phase as well at that point in time so I I wanted to read the book before I saw the movie and then the book sucked oh, no. it was like it was almost the opposite of pretentious it was like so camp and bizarrely written that it just was not an enjoyable read oh, no. at all and I just ugh no, but yeah, I'm stuck with that in my closet, and I want it gone. Um, like, I don't know what it was about that book that just rubbed me the wrong way. I also just don't remember a whole ton of it, because one, I read it a while ago, and two, I blocked it out of my memory. So, yeah. Um, least favorite series, it's it's really hard to pick a series, because it's really hard to like just hate a series overall, I feel like. It has to be like really bad, but... First thing that comes to mind is the Princess Diaries oh. series by Meg Cabot. Because I love those movies, you know? Those movies were my childhood and my teen years. But, you know, I love the movies, so I was like, oh, it's based off books. I'm going to read the books. And the books are nothing oh, like God. the movies. It's one of the rare cases where the movie adaptation improved on the books, I feel like. Because I feel like everything I loved about the movies, like the heart, the comedy, the family dynamic, non-existent in the books. It was all just like very cynical teen, like, oh, I'm quirky and weird and therefore I'm better than mm -hmm. you kind of thing where I just... It, it, it was disappointing, and there were ten books, and I read all of them, and I've hated myself ever since. <laughs> um, and it's also really hard to pick a least favorite genre, because it's it's kind of hard to just hate a genre overall. So these are more like the genres that I do not actively yeah. seek out. And that would be nonfiction. I, I just don't seek out nonfiction. I have started seeking it out a slight bit more in more recent years, as like I'm trying to do like research for writing and stuff. And also because I love true crime and <laughs> true crime books are technically yeah. nonfiction. So I've started going into that. But like creative nonfiction, I'm more okay with. But like just straight up like here's everything you need. No. And self-help. I hate self-help yeah. books. Which is bad because my therapist keeps recommending them to me. And I'm like, I don't read that. Yeah, my therapist <laughs> recommended one. She's like, you really need to read this and talk about your abandonment issues. And I'm like, uh no <laughs> yeah no my my aunt gave me a self-help book as a graduation uh, present and i was just like thanks <laughs> thanks 
So then I caged her house. Perfect. Um, <laughs> um, and also, I just I just don't seek out horror books as much. I, I, I they're okay, and I've read a few, but I don't mm. know. It's just also because the horror like sticks with me. Like, the first like horror book I ever read was um, Anna Dressed in Blood by Kendari Blake. However you pronounce that. I'm so, so I'm going to butcher so oh, no. many people's names. What about you? Oh, boy. So, least favorite book, instantly, I get triggered with uh, fucking Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Like, I fe- feel that. I feel triggered because, well, like, the one, like, not the one, well, I, met, I had a friend in high school, not high school, like, fresh out of college and stuff, um... She was obsessed with Fifty Shades of Grey, right? And she was like, you need to take me to go see the movie. Also because I needed to buy her ticket because she wasn't 18 yet. Mm. Yeah, that's a red flag. And so I'm like, we're watching it in the movie theater. And I'm like, oh my God, I had to leave. I I legit, I'm like, I'm going. And so I was in the arcade in the movie Mm. theater just hanging out. I'm like, (laughs) I'm really not doing this. And she's like, the book is better. And so she bought me the book because it was around my birthday. No, the book is not better. It was worse. (laughs) The book has all the bad yeah. writing. Like, what? Like, I could figure out when, like, the fucking, like, the council or whatever showed up or whatever in the book. Because it's t- based off Twilight. It's it's called BDSM, but there is no consent in yeah. those books. No, no real respect and consent. And also, it's just emotional abuse is the main problem exactly. with those books. Just, ugh. The stalking and the controlling and the, yeah. Hate All it. Right, are you ready for me to continue to weed out our target audience? I'm scared that you're going to disagree with me. My oh, yeah? least favorite series is the Shatter series. The Shatter Me oh, series? Oh, no, I, I haven't. I have oh, not read man. it. I have not read okay, it. You're good. Yeah, the Shatter Me series? I've I've also heard bad things Thank about Christ. it. Anyway, because I'm like, oh, no. Because I know a lot of people, like, I, it's circling back around TikTok or Book Talk. Because yeah. I'm like... I'll, I'm, again, I work at Barnes & Noble, right? And so I'm seeing lots mm-hmm. of people purchase the books that, like, were popular when I was in middle school. The, I, like, I see mm-hmm. people like, oh, we're watching Twilight. I'm like, oh, my God. And so, like, it, <laughs> what was it? Like, I, so I'm like, oh, this book came out in, like, 2014. And they're like, oh, yeah, I was, like, two in 2014. I'm like, fucking kill me, dude. Like, are you kidding me? Like, no, no, it was, uh. Yeah, the book came out in, like, 2008. And they're like, oh, yeah, I was born in 2008. I'm like, what? What are you doing reading the book? Aren't you 12? Mm. I don't, you know, like, what the fuck? It, they're obviously not 12, but. Uh, oh, my 14. God. I'm like, what are you reading 14. Twilight for? I was 14 when I read Twilight, mm-hmm. but that's beside the point. The Shatter yeah. Me series <laughs> is circling back again. I'm seeing people buy it. It is so anti-feminist, it fucking hurts. It has all of the mm. cliche, like tropes she it's her running around with like seven vampires and she she's the damsel the whole time and she's horny all the time and is just like what what are we doing here sweetie what are we doing it's so unoriginal mm-hmm. all the cliches and i'm like i hate all of the men i'm just mm-hmm. like th- i hate i couldn't get through it i got through shatter me and then like whatever the next book was i tried i couldn't do it it's just yeah I, uh no thanks dude that's that's just not my mm-hmm. cup of tea mm-hmm. but favorite or least favorite genre um yeah i have to agree with you not all nonfiction, but nonfiction. i've been getting into a lot more of it now that i've like started my job mm-hmm. so i found like really good ones because like i've never read nonfiction before i worked there and then so like some of my mm-hmm. coworkers are like actually read this a book came out last week mm-hmm. And it was a book uh, analyzing all of the uh, Agatha Christie um, uh, cold cases. Oh, yeah. It was mm-hmm. so fucking good. I'm like, dang. And, like, it took all of her books that she read, or not read, wrote and stuff, like, all the cases she did. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, it took, like, the forensics of each of the cases. It Ooh, was that's so cool. good. Absolutely yeah, incredible. I highly cool. recommend. Um, Number six, Love Triangles. Depends. Yes or no? No. <laughs> absolutely not oh i hated it it was the biggest thing it's 
It's because of mm-hmm. Twilight and Hunger Games and all the books that came out when I was in middle Maze and high Runner. school. Maze Runner. Um, there's there's so many more. But it it started a trend and I hated it. I hate it. I hate it so much. Why? Why every book was just like, oh, I'm I'm this, I'm this, you know, just I'm not very pretty, I'm not very good, but I have two beautiful boys who both want to love me, and I'm going to date them both at the same time because I don't see a problem with that. And I'm going to string them along, and eventually I'm going to pick the wrong one because, because he's prettier and not the one that's healthy for me, which I feel like happened with a lot of them. Um, but <laughs> I just I just don't like... I want... The older I get, I want less problematic books. I want relationships to be healthy. I want them to be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I, if 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 there's more than one love interest interest throughout a series, I want the first one to end naturally before the next one begins. I, I, I can't with the will they won't they <laughs> dragging you through the teen angst. I can't do it. I can't. I don't like it. See, what about you? what are your opinions? I like options. You know, <laughs> keeps me on my feet. It depends on mm. how it is done. Yeah, it really and truly depends on how it's done. Say what you want about Twilight, but like the way they did it, like at least in New Moon, I I couldn't get through a lot of New Moon because I didn't really like Jacob. But like when it had like. Her establishing a relationship with Edward, he leaves. Establishes a relationship with Jacob, then it comes back. And then that's where the spice happens. You know, like, oh, Mm -hmm. now what? Like, say what you will. I really liked how that one was done. But then, like, people, like, hop on it. And, like, Hannah, she was just like, oh, the love triangle in Shadow and Bone. I'm like, mm. That's not a love triangle. That's... That's that's one guy strung her along for a little bit, and then it immediately ended. Like, that's what that was. It was I not was a love for my boy the whole time. Mm-hmm. Not the Darkling. <laughs> <laughs> I think she should have ended up with Nikolai. Oh my god, but, that know. was so oh, great. Fucking I, love, I love Nikolai. Nikolai. Best oh my character. God, he was ho- Hated his series, oh, I though. Know. Oh, it's such a disappointment. That's, that's another oh, day. That's enough. another day, another fair episode, enough, another full discussion we can do. Um... Well, number seven, what's the most recent book you couldn't finish? What's your most recent DNF? Mm. I think it's go and I know it's I know it's hard for you because you like to torture yourself. <laughs> Curiosity gets I the know, best of I you. Know. And I But I feel myself bailing on this book that I'm reading because I, it's just sitting there and I'm like deciding to read other books because I'm reading the reflection book, it's the uh, Mulan retelling. I'm reading all oh, the other yeah. books aside from Malice. I don't. Mm-hmm. Who's the author? It's basically it's a Sleeping Beauty retelling where like the like the descendant of the Maleficent, or whatever she has dark powers. She falls in love with yeah. like the Briar Rose, and she's trying to like find a way to break the curse. I'm at chapter thirteen, fourteen, and I have still yet to meet the other main character of the fucking book because it's all just been world mm-hmm. building, and that's fine. But like, I'm I'm like a quarter of the way into the book. I'm like, what's what's happening? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I, I was I was in it for the LGBT, but I'm like, don't they stop? Where, <laughs> like, where is it? I love the idea of this retelling. I'm like, dang, the yeah. Maleficent falling in love with Briar Rose and trying to stop the curse. How fucking amazing mm-hmm. is that? Yeah, and people keep recommending it on Book Talk a lot, but I I have contention with Book Talk. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> But <laughs> I'm like, I can't get through it because we haven't even got to the main part yet. Like, we mm-hmm. haven't even yeah. met the main character. I feel you need to meet the main character early on. Yeah, you I'm like, to. at least like that's a like, POV. That's all I want. Like, maybe that's, like a P- That's what main character exactly. means. I'm like, I love that it's all from, uh, I'm blanking on her name, all from her point of view. But I'm just like, mm-hmm. at least like a tune in i'm like oh the, the ball's happening they're getting ready for the ball i'm like can we like at least a shot of her like combing her hair or some shit i don't know <laughs> my most recent one i dnf'd 10 pages in oh god <laughs> i feel so bad but 
this was also a book talk recommendation um, that did not pan out. And it was called um, House of Lies and Sorrow. Mm. People were like, oh, if you loved Akatar, Court of Thorns and Roses, you'll love this too. And I got in 10 pages in and I realized why. It's because it's a direct ripoff. Oh my <laughs> god. I mean, direct ripoff. Like, it's a Beauty and the Beast retelling as well. So there's, like, gonna be some similarities, but not as much as there were. It's, like... Like, she's being sold off to a fey lord, but she's, like, the only breadwinner in her house. Like, she can't leave her starving family. It's gonna be bad. And then the fey lord comes upon her while she's hunting out in the forest to feed her starving family. And I'm just like, that's just Feyre and Tamlin. Like, the audience can't see it, but I have a deadpan face as she's reading this description to me. No, it's, 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 I mean, it's identical, (laughs) nearly, and I just, I need a little bit of originality in my books. (laughs) Like, if I hadn't already read Court of Thorns and Roses, maybe I would have liked it, but because I have read Court of Thorns and Roses, and I know that's what this author is doing, I can't. I can't. So... Sorry to anyone who liked that book, but... <laughs> Number eight, what's a book you're currently reading? Uh, I'm currently reading... I was reading Malice. Um, currently reading um, Reflections. Um, it's... Uh, I forgot the... It's the series where it's, like, Disney, like, retellings. Like, what if... Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, the different, like... It's like the what if series for uh, princesses. So there's, like, the what yeah. if Wendy Darling went with Hook. Or what if... Blobbity blobbity blah. <laughs> it's early. There's it's a lot early. of uh, the books there. And so yeah. Mulan, my favorite, favorite Disney princess, favorite Disney movie of all time, love her to bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the retelling of like, what if uh, Mulan went to the underworld? In which I read that, like the title, I'm like, huh, why would she go to the underworld? Basically, Shang gets dragged to the underworld and she has like 24 hours to go save him. But she's mm-hmm. still posing as Ping. And like yeah. she like the bi pride that's gonna be in that's in this book already. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, hell. Lee Shang is a bi icon. So much. <laughs> the first, the first bi icon. The first bi icon. <laughs> I'm like, dang. And like she's gonna like she has to keep a Ping and like the love and just like, dude, sign me the fuck up. It's so good so far. Mm-hmm. I'm only on like chapter three or four, but. Yeah, I'm I'm loving it. What yeah. about you? What do you mean? Um, well, I'm I'm currently rereading the Carval series since we we gonna talk about mm-hmm. that soon, but um, I'm also uh I started reading and I mean like just started reading so I don't have like a whole lot of opinions on it. Yet. Um, another <laughs> another uh, Beauty and the Beast retelling called um Curse of Shadows and mm-hmm. Thorns. Um, it's, uh, it's set in, like, I'm so sorry if y'all can hear my AC, but it is 106 degrees this week, and I am not, I'm not going without it even to record an hour-long episode. But, um, it's, uh, it's, it's set in, like, a Viking-like, uh, setting, and, um, so far, I'm, I'm enjoying it. The writing's really good, and the, and the world-building is pretty good, too. So, that's what I've been reading. Um, number nine, what's the last book you've recommended to someone? Um, at work, like the most recent one, I recommended, uh, Howl's Moving Castle. This girl, she came up and she had the second book and I'm like, oh, have you read the first book yet? Because I recognize the art. And she was just like, there's, Mm -hmm. there's a first book. I'm like, oh, honey. I'm like, do you like Studio Ghibli? She's like, yeah. She was like 12. And like, she, uh, Mm -hmm. she was like, yeah, I like, I was excited. So I took her over to the section. I'm like, hey, here, here's Howl's Moving Castle. And so she's one of our regulars. She comes in with her dad. And so she came back mm-hmm. the next day or day or so or whatever. Um, maybe a weekend because I don't work every day. Anyway, so she came back and she's yeah. like, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. And so I took her to the Yu-Gi-Oh section and the manga section. I'm like, all right, if you love this. <laughs> nice. I will turn everyone to Yu-Gi-Oh. That's my goal for this podcast. Mm. I try and turn everyone to Hell's Moving <laughs> Castle. Because... Because, like, the movie's great, but the book, the book is so There's good. There's a few books that I'm like, well, not a few. There's a lot of books where it's like the book was better. Yeah. 
That's that's mm-hmm. usually the thing, but I don't know that I would even call it better. I feel like it's like very different adaptation the movie is, but it's still really good in its adaptation mm-hmm. form. But I, I I have such a soft spot for the book. It's so good. They're both garbage gremlins, and I love it. Um, I most recently recommended to you mm-hmm. Cool Prince mm-hmm. by Holly Black. Mm-hmm. And you inhaled I that series really <laughs> over like three did. days. I When you <laughs> hook me, I'll like breeze through the book. Like, I would like send her fan art and memes. Like, as I'm going through them. Like, even before then, just to like get you to read it. Like, I was just like, okay, here's your daily dose of Cardin and Jude. You should read this book. <laughs> <laughs> and it. And you. It. I love that series. So good. The best version of Enemies yes. to Lovers. Best. Oh, and it's not mm-hmm. abusive at all. It's good and feral. Anyway, <laughs> number 10. What is the oldest book you've read? Uh, f- f- Fahrenheit 451, I think. Nothing else is propped in the mind. I probably read some older. I'll be honest, probably. Nothing's coming to mind right yeah, now. Yeah, because that's only 1950. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See? <laughs> Or the when, 1950s. When did all the Agatha Christie and, books come and, out? Uh, the 20s. Yeah, okay. We're getting warm. We're getting there. We're, we're, have you ever read, like, uh, Dracula or Frankenstein? Yeah, I read or... Dracula. Yeah, that's we're Whoa! getting 1800s. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going. We're going. We're boys. <laughs> you ever read any Shakespeare? Technically, yes. I think that's... 1700s. 1700s? We're, we're, we're backing it up. <laughs> I can go BC. Oh. Because I I uh, had a Greek um Greek lit honors class in college that I dropped out of. <laughs> um but <laughs> I had to read the Odyssey and the Iliad and Sophocles plays so like um Oedipus and Medea and Antigone and uh all of those. So uh that that's my <laughs> oldest. <laughs> Ancient Greek. <laughs> mm-hmm. Number 11. What is your favorite author? Listen. I'm gonna okay. go back. I'm always okay. going back to her. Rochelle Mead. We're, Rochelle mm-hmm. Mead, she she started it. She really <laughs> did. Like, I read lots of series and stuff. And, like, I read m- a multitude of books before her. But Vampire Academy mm-hmm. is always gonna have a near and dear place to my heart. I met her. She's great. Rochelle Mead, like the way she wrote such a complex character and made a complex world that's like is familiar and not fucking amazing. I mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> love it. Oh, uh, I I could not narrow it down to one, so mm-hmm. I picked three. Um, so first one up is uh, Aaron Morgenstern who wrote The Night Circus and The Starless Sea. Um, like I said, she has very, like, aesthetic, imagistic writing, and it's just very beautiful and um, feels like you're reading a painting. And, you know, I, I got to meet her um, on a book tour, and she has, like, the most beautiful cat, too, ever. Like, you should look up her Twitter. That cat is, like, ethereally Aww. beautiful. <laughs> and its name Aww. is Vesper. Um but yeah, so I, I love her writing. I also love um, Lori Hulse Anderson, who um, a lot of people know is writing Speak, which is like her biggest award-winning winning book um, about trigger warning um, uh, rape. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, she's also wrote, written several other books, and they mostly center around um, mental illness mm-hmm. and trauma and stuff and she also just writes in like a very lyrical way and it's beautiful and I got to meet her too and I cried in front of her (laughs) and that embarrassed me but um that was that was awesome um and then lastly Jennifer Donnelly who um writes a lot of historical fiction and she's also started doing some there's the AC again she's also started doing um some fairy tale retellings and she also it's 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 like my thing the like very aesthetic writing and um very flowy and almost poetry like um that's Mm -hmm. my shit (laughs) but yeah 
Number 12, buying books or borrowing books? What do you prefer? Like me, do I prefer buying books or borrowing books or let doing this? Okay. Yes. Yeah, no, I like buying the books. I don't want to borrow. Like, mm-hmm. I, I see them as trophies after I finish them. So, like, like I'd <laughs> yeah. much rather buy the book instead of borrow because I don't want to give it mm-hmm. back. And I hate when yeah. I borrow, when people borrow books and mine and they don't give it back. And so I'm like, nah, no mm-hmm. risk. I'm buying my books. I'll buy you your book. I got a discount. But no, I'm not. Uh-uh. I'd much rather buy mm. the books. You? I'm a mix, because I am a big proponent of libraries. Amazing, amazing invention. And unfortunately, I feel like a lot of them are getting run down or going out of business because of easier ways to access mm-hmm. books nowadays. But love the library. It was not summer until I walked into the public uh-huh. library and checked out 20 books. Um, literally, I would have like a gigantic Aww. stack of books walking out the door um but yeah i do like to usually read the book before i buy it um just to make sure that i do like it and i am gonna want to have it on my bookshelf um but i've gotten kind of lax about that in more recent years and been just buying it partly because i i started getting mm-hmm. adult money um so i'm like you know why not also they're pretty i Yay. like books um yeah <laughs> so I'm, I'm a mix um number 13 what's a book you dislike that everyone else Uh-oh. seems to love okay <laughs> <clears throat> right, okay audience, uh, if you made it this far crack this is my gonna... neck. Yeah. <laughs> nope i am getting ready to alienate a specific oh, group shit. of people and that people is book talk why does everyone love from blood and ash by jennifer l armentrout <laughs> why i do not understand it i hate that book i hate that series it's so bad it's so bad and like i'm gonna just put up a general spoiler warning and trigger warning for this so if you don't want to hear this skip ahead a few minutes because i'm sure i'm gonna go on why (laughs) that inhale this it's so badly written to start with um the main character is an idiot She does not have a clue at what's going on at any point in time. It's annoying to read. Like, I've never met such a dumb protagonist. (laughs) Like, that's all she does is ask questions. And they even commented on the books. Like, wow, you ask a lot of questions. Like, yes, she does. Make her stop. Shut her up. Even the book is self-aware. There's a lot of weird anachronisms as well. Like... Like, electricity in, like, what is mostly described as, like, a very medieval, like, society. Um, there's also just very... She loves her ellipses. (laughs) So many dot dot dots. Um, and then modern language. Um, I I looked back through some of my favorite Goodreads one-star reviews Mm -hmm. of this book just to see, and, like, there's... Literally, a sentence from the book. I, it was so freaking irritating how correct he was. Oh. <laughs> freaking. That's freaking. Book. Also, lots of uses of okay, guy, weird, and wow. None of which should be, <laughs> should be in a high fantasy novel. We can no. change a wow to well. She also just info dumps all of her world building in, like, pages of stuff um my main problem though is how this is marketed as a spicy Uh romance this is not romantic it's Mm -hmm. rape there is so little consent he lies to her about his age Uh um through most of it she he has sex with her before she knows that he's like a 200 year old crusty ass man um I can't remember what age she is. I'm sure, like, they put her as just 18 or something to, for to, like, you know, get uh-huh. on, like, this It's not statutory rape. But still, she's very young, and <laughs> he's 200 years old and crusty. Like, you can kind of get away with that in, like, the Twilight era of stuff, because she knew. Yeah. She knew about it. It was up front. He sleeps with her before she knows that. He is he lies to her the entire relationship and then sleeps with her. Also, he rapes her. Big flag. <laughs> he straight up she tries to run away from him when she finds out 
his age and stuff, and he catches her in the woods and rapes her in the snow while she's trying to get away from him. That's just straight up rape. That's not even, like, dubious consent. That's mm-hmm. rape. And I'm so sorry if people did not skip past this and got triggered, but no, it's so bad. I hate it. I hate it so much. No. Mm-mm. I hate it. I don't understand. Why? This, ha- this thing on Goodreads has... 4.3 stars. 4.3. Lab people. Mm-hmm. The second book has 4.4, and that has most of the rape. Yeah, uh, mm-mm. That's a no. Mm-mm. No, it's bad. I hate it. I don't understand the love for it, and I would like everyone to think about their actions <laughs> if they do <laughs> Go to that church. And <laughs> go to therapy. Ooh, you know what color okay, we n- haven't that I'm, tried yet? Now that I'm... Therapy. Therapy. Okay. And now that I'm done with my rant, what's, <laughs> what's a book you dislike that everyone <laughs> seems to love? Oh. My most recent one is called mm-hmm. Hooked. I don't know what it is about Peter Pan retellings, but I've yet, yet to find a good Peter Pan retelling of a book. There's so much potential for it because... In, mm-hmm. in all intents and purposes, Peter Pan's the bad guy. Fucking kidnapping children, taking them to his island. Yep. Like, yep. Ma- calling his, like, damsels in distress mommy. Like, what? Like, there's all the red flags. I love yep. I love the Disney movie, though. They're like, no hate to the Disney movie. Yeah. But, like, if you want to do, like, a retelling, hell yeah. So many fucking books I found where it's just, like, there was the potential, but they ruined it. Hooked was advertised mm-hmm. as, like, Hook wanting to get revenge on Pan and goes after Wendy and goes after a shadow. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, aha, cool. We're going to Neverland. We're going to see like this happen. And like I heard through book talk that it was like kind of like a little spicy romance between Hook and Wendy because like they aged her up, obviously. Mm-hmm. You do that for retellings. Yeah. It's the staple. And so I'm expecting we're in Neverland, right? Nah. Uh, Hook. Mm-hmm. He runs a fucking club, and he's a mafia leader, and, like... Spoiler shit, warning for sorry, everybody, my by bad the way, guys. as we're about to go. <laughs> it's okay. It's a, you haven't gotten into, like, the real spoilers yet, but just... Spoiler warning yes. for this book. I'm so. reading, and, like, I'm expecting, like, again, Neverland, but then we're in fucking the Bronx, and he has <laughs> a fucking, like... No, I was about to say cult. He has a fucking gang that he's the leader of, and he runs a club... And he's after Wendy, and Wendy's technic like, in the book, Peter Pan's the dad of Wendy. And, like, Wendy's this, like, hey, freshly 18, um, girl mm-hmm. or whatever that, like, goes to the club, like, ooh, I'm, I'm so frail, and I'm, you know, damsel, I'm a virgin. And then, like, she has, of course, the cliche, mm-hmm. like, two shitty best, like, the one shitty best friend, like, oh, you're such a priss. And then the other friend's like, don't listen to her. She's, that's just how she is. And they're like, that's so, I hate it so much. And the amount of times, like, the author put, my cock throbbed. I can't. Ugh. I'm like, what? Ugh. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> I hated it so much. And like, I, uh, uh, I couldn't do it. Even though I couldn't do it, I finished it because morbid curiosity. It was only like 200, mm-hmm. maybe 300 pages, if that. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I'll still digest it in like an hour or so. But everyone, every like page or so, I'm like, all right, Wendy, you what? Ugh, yep. I hated it. Book talk, why? That's a segment. Yeah. Book talk. Mm-hmm. Is, book talk, book why? Talk, is it good or are you just horny? Same, same for me and a touch of darkness the Hades and Persephone retelling, which sounds incredibly similar to the book mm-hmm. you've just described, where, um, spoiler warning, uh, Hades is a club <laughs> owner, and uh, she's a, a young college student oh, of course. <laughs> who naively wanders into his club. And uh, it's, they're still all gods and goddesses somehow. Um, the only way to tell, though, is they have horns. Um, I don't know. It's, it's bizarre. It, I did not like Written that one by either. Four, 14, 15 year old like fan fiction. Just slap a cover yeah. on it. This yeah, it was published as an ebook oh, on God. Amazon and originally, and the the lack of proofreading confirmed it. Um, it's bad. Uh, what is the newest book that you've read? 
I haven't like been like reading a whole lot of new releases. The most recent new release that I've read is probably House of Sky and Breath, which was the second so Crescent City good. book by Sarah J. Sarah J. Mass. Very good. Very good. But that's been my most recent uh, one. My most recent as I'm looking at the shelf is uh, Shadow in the Glass. I'm still kind of working through it because mm. I put Malice down. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a Cinderella retelling. <laughs> and um, yes. it came out in like maybe f- 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 duh, uh, early in the year. So the book, it's a Cinderella retelling. But instead of like her fairy godmother like doing whatever, like, oh, I want to dress. Bop. Oh, I want some shoes. Bop. And then like, oh, I want a carriage. Bibbidi bop. And then like. <laughs> <laughs> And then so in Shadow in the Glass, she's wanting mm-hmm. to go to the ball, and instead of uh, Fairy Godmother being like bop bop, you, she like casts it in wishes, but like, oh, yeah. it might not be what Cinderella wished for. Okay. So like it kind of, yeah. I'm not trying to say that uh, Fairy Godmother's antagonist, but like she's she reminds me of Rumpelstiltskin. Like from uh, Once Upon a Time. Like, yeah. He's technically yeah. not the bad guy, but he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's good yeah, so I far. I really am. I'm enjoying it more than Malice. Oh, cool. Uh, number 15 bookmarks or dog ears? Fucking heathens if you book uh, dog ear any of your books. Yeah, absolutely. No. Um, absolutely heinous. Use bookmarks all the way. Do not. Dog mm-hmm. ear your books, you're you're destroying the books. It's yeah. bad. It accordions like the pages. It makes the book thicker. It's it's eventually just gonna fold too much and then it's gonna rip off. And no, you're damaging your book. Just put a bookmark. Use your in K-pop it. photo cards. That's what I do. I I will stick another book inside <laughs> the current book before I dog ear it. <laughs> what do you use for bookmarks? Like, do you um, actually buy do bookmarks? S- like, I see people, like, we have, like, a whole fucking thing of bookmarks. And I see people buying them. I never do. Because I use, I'm, I'm creative with my bookmarks. Yeah, um, I do have, I do have some bookmarks that I will try and use. Um, but if, like, I normally forget them. And so I just, I use any bit of paper I can. <laughs> Oftentimes it's like a receipt or something. Um, just, just whatever's mm-hmm. nearby that's paper. I realize why I so. don't use bookmarks that much. Because I blow through the book so fucking fast I don't need one. Yeah, that's that sounds about right for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, number 16. What's a book you can always reread? It's I, I reread most of my books. Because uh, apparently it's a symptom of depression. <laughs> where um, instead of like... Oh, I could start this new thing that I don't know how it's going to make me feel. Or I could read a book that I already know and love and, you know, get some comfort from that. But the one I've reread the most just based on my bookshelf is uh, Ellen Enchanted mm-hmm. by Gail Carson Levine, which I first read in middle school. Actually, probably maybe elementary school even. Um, but, you know, it's like the OG Cinderella retelling and... It's very good. And she's written others, too, that are also falling apart on my bookshelf. Um, she wrote Fairest, which is a retelling of Snow White. And she wrote an original one called The Two Princesses of Bamar. And those are literally in pieces on my bookshelf because I've read them so many times. <laughs> but, you know, Cute. those are mine. Um, I don't, like, I've read, I've reread, like, my books maybe a few times, but, like, I can always reread Naruto. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Naruto was my gateway drug to all anime starting in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And I just love the stories that you know, the manga tells. The anime, so many fucking filler arcs. Absolutely fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. But, like, the actual manga, just the what the stories that Kishimoto tells. And, like, I'll, I'll get choked up on certain moments. Um, mm-hmm. It... Naruto has a very near and dear place to my heart, and I can reread those books, like, out the wazoo. I love them so much. Um, number 17. Can you read while listening to music? I... It depends on my ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes my, um, my brain can block things out so I can have, um, 
I can have mm-hmm. music on with like lyrics and stuff and be fine reading books. Um, it's it, I, I did that for years before my ADHD got really bad and then like I'd find myself just like start to concentrate on lyrics so um, then I'll I'll listen to like instrumental like movie scores and um, then there's like people do a lot of like really beautiful like ambiance um, uh, playlists or uh, hour-long blocks on YouTube and I will listen to those while mm-hmm. I read um, it de- it depends on if I've taken my meds that day. <laughs> See, I have to listen to music because it drowns out, like, sometimes, like, unless I'm by myself in my house, I have to have headphones mm-hmm. in because, like, the boys are fucking around in the living room. Zach's, like, mm-hmm. watching a video really loud because he always forgets his fucking AirPods. And, uh, <laughs> like, if I'm sitting in the living room and I have my headphones in, everyone knows. Don't touch her. Like, she's, she's in her own world right now. And so, uh, I have multiple playlists mm-hmm. for a multitude of things. Some just random. And mm-hmm. so, I have, like, this dark Victorian playlist. It's just all instrumentals. And I read, I listen to that when I'm reading high fantasy. But I also mm-hmm. have a, um, a fan fiction playlist that I listen to as I'm reading, like, certain fanfics. And so, sometimes I'll mm-hmm. just pop that on and see, like, what happens. It, it's, it's magical. I have to listen to music. It's great. It enhances the story mm-hmm. for me because sometimes music um, tells more feelings than words can convey. And so, like, mm-hmm. I'm reading something and then, like, this the moment, like, a uh, main character, like, lays their eyes on, like, the love interest at a ball and they're looking beautiful. And then, like, fucking Sledgehammer by Fifth Harmony is playing. And it's just like, if you take my pulse <laughs> right now, it feels like a sledgehammer. And then I'm just like... Uh-huh! Like it's magical. I love it. Yeah, um, some some music just pairs well exactly. with certain books. Like personal recommendation, Six of Crows pairs really well with the Newsies <laughs> Broadway soundtrack. Uh, very good. Anyway, um, number eighteen, one POV or multiple POVs. It depends. It really, really depends if it's well written. I wish there's another multiple POVs for fucking Malice, dude. Like, I, I, I need to get to the point where we get to meet the other love interest. But yeah, no, it, de- it really and truly depends on how well mm-hmm. the writer does this. Yeah, it's, it's, it can be a really good plot device, um, especially if you're doing like big like world building books where like you need to get certain places faster, or even mysteries kind of helps like tie things together but my main problem with it and the reason I'm just not usually a fan there's always going to be one character that I cannot stand and I do not want to read the chapters from their POV mm. and you you know who I'm thinking <laughs> of you know who I I'm know. thinking of I'm I... thinking of Kale from <laughs> Throne of Glass I'm not a fan of that man, and I did not want to read his chapters because they were boring and I am a kale apologist. You know, and you can have your opinion. <laughs> and I can think he's dull as a box of rocks and also uh, not sympathetic. Anyway, uh, don't like him. Um, but yeah, that's that's my main mm, problem. Yeah, is, I definitely prefer one POV. But yeah, again, it very much depends. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, number 19, which is our last, like, real question. Do you read a book in one sitting or over multiple days? I... I know you're... I I mean, I try to read a book over multiple days, but then, like, so I'll be, like, settling into my bed, and it's 8 o'clock, I have my little reading light on, and, like, I'm snuggled in, I'm like, alright, I'll read a few chapters. And then, like, Zach will come home, because he works till midnight, and so he'll come in and he's mm-hmm. like, you're still reading? And I look up, I'm like, I am? I'm like, oh shit, I should have been in bed a long time ago. Eh, might as well finish it. And so, yeah, I try to do multiple days. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Like, I, once I'm, like, sucked into a book, I won't be able to put it down. The only time I would put yeah. it down for multiple days is if I'm getting truly tired. So yeah. I'll finish it in the morning. I... I used to be always in one sitting, like, I, I read a book a day, like, I start reading, could put it down, 
I used to, this is probably why my ADHD went undiagnosed for so long, is because I would just read under my desk at school, and so, like, my brain would be doing my classwork and reading a book ah. at the same time, and that kind of, like, that kind of, like, hid the fact that I wasn't operating at normal <laughs> capacity, but, um, you know, that used, that used to be me, but, um, now I have a, uh, eight to five and no time to do anything. So it, it ends up having to be over multiple days just because I just I don't have the time to read it all in one When you're sitting. an insomniac, you make time. Yeah, that was, that was our last real question, which just leads us to number 20, which in the actual tag is, who do you tag? But since we're doing this as a podcast episode, um, we're just going to say, let us know your answers for the tag and your thoughts about the episode. What you thought? How much we alienated you. <laughs> if, if you made it this it. far, welcome to Imaginary Library. Hi. Welcome. Hi, guys. <laughs> we found you, target audience. <laughs> but yeah, let us know. Um, so our next episode, which will be coming out on Tuesday the 19th, we're, we're going to be trying to put these out every Tuesday. Um, trying being the mm-hmm. operable word. Um, but we are going to be doing a deep dive on the Caraval series by Stephanie Garber, which is why I'm rereading it. So we're going to talk about the main trilogy and also talk about the new book that she's put out, which is a spinoff. Um, so look forward to that. We're also planning on doing every month a book club book. Um, so we will announce the book at the beginning of the month. And then our last episode of the month, our last Tuesday, we will um, talk about the book. So um, you can join in if you want, read the book, or if you've already read it, you know, just tune in. But um, for July, we are doing Dance of Thieves by Mary E. Carson. Yeah, I've heard great things about this one. I like read the first uh, chapter or so and like uh, the writing hooked me immediately and like right up my alley and so we're, we're we're excited to do this one so that episode will be in two weeks so you got got two weeks to read it if you want to um you don't have to but it'd be fun um but yeah so you can find us on youtube um our channel is imaginary library um i don't have a like pithy url for that one you can also find us on twitter at imagine lib lib uh, all one word and you can shoot us an email at imaginary librarians at gmail.com uh it's imaginary librarians because imaginary library was taken in all forms <laughs> um <laughs> imaginary library one you can also catch us at our our personal twitters uh i am at at lorelei underscore lee and i am and at at underscore death so you can check us out there if you feel like it um, but yeah, this I think was a fun first episode. Me I enjoyed too. it. I'm looking, f- I'm looking forward to doing more of these. This has been a passion project of mine for a while now, and I'm, I'm very excited to get to mm-hmm. do it, um, and get to read more and talk about things and use my degree for something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah. Thank you guys for joining us, and hope I hope you join us for the next one. Uh, stay reading, my peeps. <laughs> <laughs>